listening to the Big Daddy's podcast. show my name is matt and my name is mike and together we form the dynamic dad duo known as the big daddies big daddies and you're tuned into the big daddies podcast where two slightly above average bmi individuals talk about life and things exactly yeah. Exactly. And we're happy to be with you all this uh, this fine day. And we have another special guest. <laughs> I wish I had like the buttons that we can press that yeah. makes like all the whistles and the stuff. The whistles and stuff, yeah. Uh, or that I was like uh, the guy from uh, um, Police Academy that I could just make the noises. <laughs> Michael Winslow is his name. Yeah, He's 63 today. Now, happy birthday, Michael Winslow. <laughs> uh, yes, our special guest. <laughs> That sound effect was provided by our very special guest, Ryan David Green. Ryan David Green, welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan is part of uh, the dynamic duo Ryan Hood, Mm -hmm. a local band here in Tucson, and uh, one of my my very favorite bands of all time, honestly. And I love watching you guys. I like uh, being at your shows, and I was very thankful that you said yes to coming on the show. Absolutely. It's it's pretty cool to be, you know, in the in the music world, uh it's pretty cool to be have an opportunity to be kind of the cool guy for being a dad for once, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt knows a little bit about that. He's also a musician, a drummer. Uh Yeah, right on. Yeah, who toured for a brief while and then said not Man, for me. Not for you. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Not, no, nowhere has burritos like Tucson, Arizona. I, yeah. could, I couldn't give them up. I couldn't give them up. And, and they don't store well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, you have uh, two boys. I do. Two what boys, a, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. Oh, wow. Nine and 11. That's in your range. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah my, my oldest is nine. Your oldest is nine. Okay. Yeah. Right. Nine and 11. Uh, a, a lot of your fans have seen them because they, mm-hmm. they come to a lot of your shows and help out with their merch yep. table and such. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One of, yeah. My uh, 11-year-old in particular is is quite an entrepreneur, and is uh, so he loves to be involved with whether it's helping sell my stuff or uh, box up or mail stuff for me, but he also runs, he's got his own chocolate business and everything. He, he makes makes chocolate from scratch. And, what? Yeah, so. That is crazy. Does he have a link? We'll have to put a link in the show notes for that. He, I'll tell you what he doesn't yet. He This last Christmas, he it started snowballing because he was, some people were ordering some from him and then they would gift it to people and those people would say, I love this and they loved the story that it was being made by a, child here in tucson and so they were the orders started piling up from word of mouth and he he actually said can we take can we take my email address off the label like (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't fun anymore you know even though it's like you can keep making more money he was like i've made the money i want to make i I don't want to work anymore i want to be a kid and play that's awesome (laughs) like i had i had a goal of buying a brand new bike yeah 
I've yeah. got two new bikes now. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to yeah. make any more chocolate. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that's great. Oh, I had no, I didn't know that about your oldest. That's great. Yeah, his name is Ezra. I think he just calls it Ezra's Chocolate. So you okay. know, keep an eye out. If he, if he, who knows? Maybe there'll be a food truck someday with that name on it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, if he's starting out that kind of young, that's that's great. I, I was yeah. never that. I was never that sort of. Um, kid who was like self-driven is like I want to make him money I was just like no I'll sit home and read and watch Star Trek now I felt I I, I did entrepreneurial things as a kid oh, but really? I was always just such a con artist and I, <laughs> I feel I feel bad like me and my friends we would go and um, raid the fridge for cilantro fresh cilantro and uh, stick it in some dirt and, and sell it for as a cilantro plant really yeah that's <laughs> so that's shady. I, I didn't I didn't know I was doing anything wrong until someone said, "Hey, that's not even a plant. You just you're just dirtying up good food." <laughs> you, you know, my the first thing one of the first so they did lemonade stands to start, but right. one of the first things then he collected acorns all over and was like, "I'm gonna sell acorns," and I'm thinking to myself like, "All right, I need to let him know." That like to sell something, there has to be value. It has to be. You can't just put a bunch of. And I'm I'm thinking, how am I gonna say this? But he. Here's what happens. He ends up making a stand, selling acorns. And there's people, and he was probably six or seven at the time, so right. super cute age. Right. And people loved it, mm -hmm. and they're like, people would still tell us, they're like, I still have the acorn I bought, and every time I look at it on my desk, I think of him, and it makes me happy, uh, and I think of this, this you know, cute little boy selling acorns, and I thought, wow, there was a value to there these acorns. Value. The value was, yeah. here's, here's you can remember the time that you stopped your car and bought an acorn from a six-year-old on the side of the road, and it will make you happy. Uh, so yeah. who knows? You're, what Even what you pot, potted potted uh, produce may have a value. <laughs> My estimation is that that story goes something like this. So this kid tried to sell me a <laughs> cilantro plant. I spent a dollar on this plant, and I'm thinking, oh, sweet, I'm going to have fresh herbs in my kitchen. And I get home, it's just a sprig. It had no roots. I shake my fist at that six-year-old. <laughs> uh, that's pretty neat. Well, good job, Ezra. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty outstanding. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, we always ask the same question of all our guests, and and we start our shows this way uh, with a simple question to kick off the more robust conversation. And that question is: uh, What is the best, worst, or most memorable? piece of advice that your dad or father figure ever gave you um man i'll tell you this it was uh i have different there's different approaches with this i, I, I had a complicated relationship with my dad he's a he was a uh he had a lot of struggles i'll tell mm -hmm. you the best advice from him sure he drove as a ups driver for quite a while uh -huh. and uh and so he was actually would give me really they sort of have like there's extra as you can imagine extra driver's training involved in driving a massive you know truck around sure and so as far as best advice he was often just like every you know when we're driving this is before i could drive he'd pull up and he would i was not in his ups truck i was just in his regular <laughs> car but he'd we'd pull up behind a car and he'd say always leave enough space don't don't pull all the way behind the car at the light leave enough space that if they can't start up or they stall out or whatever you can get around them uh okay 
I always remembered stuff like that, or there, there are other little driving tips like that, you know, because a lot of times we have a, has a tendency to just pull right up to the car in front, and then sure. sometimes that happens, right? They don't drive, and you got to back up to get out. And right. Anyway, there's some good, good, good advice. The, probably the worst advice was just that he, he would always like. He there was a little bit of the like. You remember Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Uncle Rico oh, sure. thing? There's a little Uncle Rico in him kind of of like, man, high school. And like, and he'd, he'd be like, oh, this, you know, this girl or that girl in high school. And he'd sort of like talk about his, his like exploits in high school and, and, and in a way like promiscuity and stuff. Uh-huh. And then, and then, and this is, you know, while I'm like a young teenager, I'm like, okay, like weird <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, when I'm older in college, uh, and then he gives me a talk at that point saying like, about being about, well, if you're a virgin, you can only give it away once. And you know, <laughs> you should, you should really, and I'm thinking like, why are you telling me this now in my twenties? And what about those stories when I was in my teens, when you were like, man, I was crazy in high school, you know, right. and, uh, I just felt like that was a, he kind of changed his tune a little bit late as a parent uh, <laughs> I, I flipped it the wrong direction you know yeah so yeah yeah that uh, was confusing yeah it is confusing interesting so uh, uh, it sounds like a lot of the stuff you picked up from it was um, kind of the practical stuff you know the the day to day the like rubber meets the road kind of a thing yeah well yeah is that a Literally. specific reference yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. I mean he, yeah it was it it's interesting to take to get advice from somebody when when you see they have a lot of struggles and demons of their own, right? Yeah. So that's the yeah. that's the challenging predicament deciding, you know. But that's like that's everybody, I guess, to a degree. Um, when you get to know them, you know, we all think there might be wise sages that we read on read their or watch their Instagram or whatever. But who knows in real life if they really have it together, you know? And yeah. Well, you know, it seems to me that, uh, you know, even people, you know, the, the old adage of uh, a broke clock is is right twice a day kind of a thing. It's hard sometimes to separate um, truth, as it were, you know, or good advice from uh, a broken vessel, for lack of a better word, where, or, you know, as, where it's challenged. It's hard to, to know yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's. Uh, Often, at least my experience is it's always been in retrospect, like, uh, oh, my dad was this and he gave me good advice in this. Like, I, I couldn't discount everything he ever said mm-hmm. because he was an odd guy. <laughs> Every once in a while, he came up with a gym. <laughs> I'm, I'm always, I'm always, uh, um, I always feel that uh, we're all there's no such thing as a well-adjusted adult. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I, you can be well-adjusted in certain aspects, but in other aspects, it's, it's a crow's nest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just tangled <laughs> and gross. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's where I am at in, uh, in, you know, organization and, uh, planning. Right. I just don't, <laughs> don't see the value. No. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, like, uh, other other adults are, are much more well adjusted in in you know in that planning, out, planning out uh, adulthood. Yeah, fair enough. For being someone disorganized, you're very well put together. You got the collar. You're you're you're, you're well groomed in college shirt and everything. So I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say dis you know. But, but I, there we go. I appreciate I appreciate that. 
It's just because I got off work. <laughs> if, I, if this was a day off, I would be in basketball shorts and a stained white T-shirt. <laughs> With a ball cap on. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, so. this, uh, uh, this is... Uh, this is pretty bad. It's pretty bad what's going on up top right now. Oh, good yeah. times. Yeah, good times. Um, another question we often ask our guests are, uh, what is what is a quality that you have that you hope uh, your kids take from you? And then the opposite of that is, do you have any qualities about yourself that you hope that your kids do not take away from you? Well, I would like to say that any qualities in myself that I hope they don't take away are, you know, I, I feel like I'm a work in progress and, and I'm, if, if I've identified those areas that, I, that I'm dissatisfied with, I'm like hoping I can can evolve in those areas while bef- before my time with them is done, oh, you sure. know? Yeah, right. So I haven't given up. I haven't reached a point on any area where I'm just like, uh, you know, well, uh, so one area that it, that it is, I tend to be not super adventurous. Uh, I'm like, I'm not a big, like, adventurous outdoorsman. My, my wife grew up camping, hiking, doing lots of outdoorsy exploration stuff. I never, didn't do any of that growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh and, I, and so she has imparted a lot of that love to my kids. But there are times that I know that they can sense from me, hey, hey, why isn't dad on this camping trip? Or why, <laughs> you know, and uh, sometimes it's because I'm on tour or something. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes it's because uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like certain, certain, uh, I have a comfort zone with that. And I'd like to continue expanding that comfort zone. And I certainly don't want them to uh, feel like I don't want them to have a small comfort zone, you know. And I right. luckily I feel like, uh, thankfully, my wife balances that out in a in a way that they are pretty adventurous. Um, and there are just a lot of ways I feel like they're they're already way ahead of where I was uh, mm-hmm. at that point. Just in in being a more open people and more um, more open to exploring things. And uh, now one of the things I love so much, I feel like growing up, I there was like a for me there was kind of a stigma to like hand-me-downs or things like that Mm -hmm. and like man Mike we just happened to live in a neighborhood with lots of of kids and several many kids who were just a couple years older so we just like frequently are getting like bags of clothes and stuff like dropped off and and a lot of them are in great shape because kids only can wear them for six months and they outgrow it and yeah anyway my kids are like yes like you know and and, and, like digging through and like I call this one and and, like if they've seen, they like like it even more. If it's a shirt, they like remember their this person wearing. It's like even cooler if there's an association uh, to that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Such a like, such a great perspective compared to me who might have been like, I I don't know. I just, maybe that was a difference in the era that we grew up, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it's just that again that my wife is uh, is. <laughs> Raising them with wonderful values, and, and, uh, and I, I just, I just. You bask in the glory you know, on this side. I bask in the glory of it. Yeah. What I'd want them to take from me, um, man. I would hope. You know, it's interesting. It's a struggle, like running your own. So my, I, I have a, a band, and that's a, my business that I run. And right. Uh, and we we travel and tour and. Uh, play shows and record, release music, and we make, you know, make a living doing it on a, on a yeah. sort of the the lower 
the the lower middle class indie rock band level and uh you're a working musician that's what you do yeah yeah and so there are certainly times it it doesn't it definitely doesn't feel like uh it's not a glorious thing all the time but i do love i do hope that they would uh feel brave enough to chase their chase something that they're into doing you know and and i hope that they see that i do get to do something that um you know some people have stories of uh you know hard working dads but who who were working jobs that they that that was was grinding on them you know right was uh and that's 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 the way it is it's i'm i'm in a lucky position that that it does it is a grind but it uh at least is in a field that i uh have some passions in and um so yeah i would hope that that even even if it means you know that we don't have a tesla in our driveway and several of their friends do have teslas in their driveway right uh that there's something cool about um trying to to find a a path that you're pretty happy on yeah yeah well i mean you you said two things uh uh, grind and passion and i don't I, i think of grind as more of it's um you know, it's the showing up. It's the doing the work. It's uh, it, this is a job. Your your job is still a job. It just happens to be in a uh, something that you find joy out of too. And what's wrong with that? I think that's right. really yeah. great. I don't have. I don't find joy in my job. I find joy in my life. I do not find right. joy in my in my job. And uh, yeah, so yeah, the the drive, right? You're you're driven to get to keep yourself afloat. There's always that mix of questions, the or, or the mix of the approach. And if you with, you know, when you make it something that brings you joy, your job, then you're bringing some unjoy into what was your joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is always the question of, of whether like that might be, Matt, part of the reason you're like, yeah, the touring or whatever, you know, that yeah. aspect of it was like, I like playing music, I don't like this. This is making it less. I have a good friend in town who's a who's recently shifted that way also I was just talking with him a musician and he was like I realized that I'm happier making doing the music for me than uh than make doing it for a living kind of thing you know and he's uh he's working as a sound engineer now he's in that field but he's not trying to get people to his shows you know and going through that emotional trauma of (laughs) trying to sell your art and stuff yeah um you know growing up uh, my oldest brother, who's 12 years older than me, was a drummer. And so I would always just kind of hang out with him. And then uh, I came into my own. And me and my, my next my next brother, we he plays bass and I play drums. And so whatever band I was ever in, it was just like me and my brother Russell were the rhythm section. Right. And uh, whenever I was in a band that wasn't with him in it, I was right. just like, this is not, this is... It's not fun at all. It's not fun. Right. There is a piece of this missing. Right. My brother. So uh, me and him still get to jam and and play and goof off. And that's that's where the love and passion is for me. Like, I love it. It's so fun making it. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't want to sell it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get that. It's it's a fine line. Uh, have you have you fallen out of love and then back into love with this or what's your experience of being a working musician or Oh yeah. I mean, Cameron and I, so we've been playing together for we've been doing it for a job for probably 17 years. Mm-hmm. And uh and 
so a long time and there was a stretch like right in the middle um mm -hmm. probably actually about a third of the way and now as long as we've been doing it where, where sure. we 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 had we stopped for a little while because it was uh you're just trying to climb a ladder you know right. and what you're doing and we became kind of the sights became kind of all on that you know right when you first start it's like this is fun what can we do let's make the coolest thing we can let's like put on you're just put on the greatest show we can let's make people feel good let's make each other feel good and then but but the yeah we kind of got wrapped up in that i guess rat race of it and sure. um and we had almost we had a number of like almost really great big breaks and mm -hmm. uh involving like record labels or being on the ellen show or things like that that yeah. always happened and and then when when they didn't you know you just like like nothing has changed at its core like right. i'm still playing music with a buddy and we still get to can but but we had like not even thought about that side of it in so long it was all right. about those those goals and those and and so then you're you, we think that we are if something doesn't happen we began to think that what we were our own value was lower or get kind of depressed about what you're doing and mm -hmm. uh it's really it's really unfortunate having to kind of sell art or monetize art or the fact even just playing a show and people clap for it and it's like they're validating it or like if they don't clap they're not they tell yeah. me it's that you're not good you know yeah. and, um it's hard as a human uh dealing with that stuff so we stopped for a, a year and then we started back up and immediately we're like nope stop again you know it oh, took okay. a, a couple times and then finally it was like a matter of just looking back big picture and realizing look why did we start doing that like i actually realized there was a real emptiness in my life without it you know right. when i stepped away from it and yeah. realized that i need to be creating to be uh i don't need to be necessarily making a living creating but i need to be creating uh to feel good to to that's what what brings me joy in life sure and uh and so uh we relaunched with a whole new whole new perspective just like yeah. the, the perspective being this is what i love to do um and that's why i'm doing it and not so that i can uh be the next jason moraz or whatever you right know? the next superstar and, and all that kind yeah. of thing but yeah. if it happens <laughs> right i mean if it happens and it's it's hard to do that it you is. have to like you have to shut off. I mean, there's so many people through the years who would say stuff like, I know it, like you guys are, it's about to happen for you guys. And mm -hmm. we're, and so we're like, yeah, it's about to happen for us. You're, that's the 10th person who said that this week. You know, you start to like, <laughs> and then if it doesn't happen, what if it doesn't, you know, what if, what it, doesn't if happen. it, whatever that it is. Right. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's the way life is, man. It's just all about making and being grateful for what you've got, you yeah. know, and, Look there, which is so much, so many. You could be grateful for the, for the cold milk in your fridge. You know that, that yeah. made your cereal taste good. Yeah. Uh, and so, just being anyway. That that that's the shift. Instead of hoping for something more, you just being grateful for what you have. I think that that, yeah. that in itself would be is is probably one of the things that I want to impart onto my kids. Uh -huh. Yeah, especially you know because they're on the younger end of the spectrum. Is that you know. No, like we may not have a Tesla, uh, mm -hmm. or we may not have you know in-ground swimming pool or a house with a basement, mm -hmm. which is all things that I want. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh -huh. we have we have a, a wonderful home 
we have five people that live in the home that is full of love. Laugh and love. And, and yeah. uh, we all make each other laugh. Yeah. And uh, so be grateful for that. Yeah, I need to remind myself that a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. And, you know, it's such a weird thing being artist or creative. Uh, I mean, we're on different spectrum. You're music and we're you know theater theatricals you know lots of yeah. overlap but definitely yeah. different and it's weird getting up uh like when i get go up with matt and if the if the audience doesn't laugh it's like they're it hurts yeah. it's like why you, yeah. and, and then the whole question becomes why am i trying to validate myself in front of a room full of strangers it's so weird. i just get angry at them i'm like <laughs> you don't realize we're hilarious <laughs> i i believe it see i feel i love co comedians you guys are it's like the ultimate and i feel like i love listening to comedians talk about this stuff they're right. on, whether it's on podcasts or what i remember watching that jerry seinfeld documentary comedian yeah i remember i saw that too that was like that was like life-changing for me even mm -hmm. though i'm not you know just just seeing him see, well seeing him sort of start over and fail have you know mm -hmm. try throw out his material and and, and seeing arnie or, or whatever the guy what the other comedian who was there was like an upstart comedian who yeah. was with his same roster trying to make a name and yeah uh kind of being neurotic about it but i can't oh man i can't imagine um it sounds you, your your whole thing is dependent. I can still play a song <laughs> without without that clapping at the end. At least I still have my three because for the entire journey of my song, uh, there's really no feedback necessary. Right at the end, it, it is a real bummer if you aren't getting feedback or if you're. For us, it might be that we're. I mean, generally people know how to be polite and clap. Right. But maybe we're playing a Tuesday night in Charlotte, and there's. 11 people there and even if they clap it feels like crickets you know yeah. because there's only 11 people there but at least we get to then play another song or and 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 you've got you fill the space but there's not it just feels like how do you fill the space when you're doing comedy and you're you're it's your songs might your equivalent of a song might be five seconds long before right. you're waiting for that audience reaction again right um so that sounds really hard it's like you've got to do a thousand songs in a show where i've got to do 15 <laughs> Yeah, it it is odd. It is is definitely and and laughter is so much involuntary. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't exactly. It, it's really hard to make someone laugh. You have to do something that tickles you. And when it happens, it happens involuntarily. And uh so if you're not hitting right, they're not laughing and that feels personal. And it's not. It's not personal, but it feels personal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, Thank goodness uh, you're in a group <clears throat> setting. So right though that, that, that yeah. you do it because how hard is it to play to do a solo thing and have it end and then you're just like, but Matt you know you don't have anyone to say but if but so if it's Cameron and I we can end it and we can be like, we killed that what's wrong with them yeah. you know like yeah. that's or he can say that to me if I'm down or I can right. say that to him if he's down and and so right. that's sure a good thing to be a group performer yeah. Yeah, then you can just you you're not suffering alone. You're not suffering alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and you can kind of tear it apart afterwards too. It's like, yeah, well, we weren't that funny tonight, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, uh, are we at the uh, uh, grinding? Gear? Whatever you like. Yeah, That's, this yeah. is like my favorite. That's your question. favorite song. Yeah, go so to your favorite, favorite song. My favorite question to ask anybody and everybody, including children, is, um, like what. What gets you? What what gets what gets your blood boiling? Like what makes you frustrated and angry? And 
most of the time it's uh, it's something trivial. Like, you know, I hate the fact that no matter what, in any time of day, if I'm barefoot in my house, my feet are magnets for Legos. Right. Like, yeah. Like that, I, as soon as I step on one, I'm like, the world is over. I hate my life. Like, I get so mad. Why? And, and so I'm asking you, Sir Ryan, uh, what yeah. what things, what thing on earth gets what, you get you going? What yeah. grinds your gears? Trivial or otherwise. Uh, for me, it's I go in to take a shower, and the towel is on the floor and wet. And not only that, but half the time it's like, not just on the floor, but it's like leaning up halfway against the base of the toilet or something. And I'm just like, I'm kind of a germaphobe too. So I'm just like, you threw it on the, you, you threw it on the ground and it's touching the toilet. Like, and I like throw it immediately into the washing machine, you know, yeah. like, you better have, so that's, and there's, that's, that's my thing. Like hang the towel and, and, but if it's the double whammy of the, the toilet too, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so that'll spin you up, huh? Yeah. Everyone we'll pack your stuff, we're moving. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know why, but for some reason, when I hear other people's uh, trivial things, yeah. it just brings me joy. It brings yeah. me so much joy. Well, uh, a, a, I, I don't. I'm not like basking in your frustration at no. all. But yeah. I, it's because you're not suffering alone. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. exactly. I'm not suffering, We're not suffering alone. alone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which is, I think, part of the reason why we do this podcast is yeah. <laughs> talk to other dads. Is like, oh, you get it too. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's always a. Uh, I'm not sure what number of guests you are, but there seems to be commonalities with our the guests we've had so far as you know similar frustrations and uh, similar wants. You know, there, so far we haven't come with, uh, had someone on this like completely left field. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's more the feeling of uh, we're in it together, and you know, parents want the best for their kids, and sometimes don't know how to give them what's best for their kids. You know, man. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know. I was I was about thirty, I guess, when I became a dad, which already is like my dad became a dad at twenty one. You know, yeah. like what could he have possibly known at that point? You know, my, I, uh, but my oldest, I was nineteen when my oldest was born. So what did I what did I know? Nothing. That's when I feel that yeah. way at thirty. Like I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, if I obviously I'm happy to become a dad, being the younger you become a dad, the more life you get to spend with your kids and the older they get to get with you. But yeah. also when you're talking about how do you, what do we do? What do we know? I just feel like I would have been better at this if I was, you know, 50 when I became a dad or, or whatever, uh, probably have a little more perspective and wisdom and, and ideally a little more even temperament and everything, sure. you know, yeah. but, yeah. but it's a, it's a trade, you know, I, I am glad I'll get to, to, uh, to see him go. But man, that's, that is, that is a trip to think about, uh, yeah, to think about my own parents and how little they actually knew, even though I thought they were all knowing. Right so. at the time, yeah, we've talked yeah. about that too. In oh, retrospect, yeah. right? I I, yeah. I just had the greatest idea. What's that? Like anyone that wants to become a father, mm -hmm. a uh, first you have to write a memoir, and you can't start until you're eighty. <laughs> <laughs> that way, that uh, way. Yeah. And take lots of pictures. Take lots of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> 
I impart to you, son, this. And it's like a 900-page memoir. Anything you need advice on, it's in that book. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm, go- I'm going away forever now. <laughs> that makes me very sad. If... if- if you're listening to the podcast, what you didn't see is Matt crossed his arms and laid back as if he was Dracula falling into a casket. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to do things. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to do better than Dracula falling back into his coffin <laughs> after imparting so. the words of wisdom to their offspring. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Ryan, David Green, thank you so much for being our guest uh, this afternoon. We appreciate thanks you so much. And thanks for what you guys are doing, man. Spreading, you know, spreading the uh, the message that we're we're not alone in this, and uh, we can all suffer together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we will we will put RyanHood.com in our show notes and, and point people towards right. you. And it's, uh, I look forward to when it's uh, safe to come see you in person again. And um, yeah. Yeah. Likewise. We'll keep on keeping yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. All right. So for our listeners, uh, we do have uh, 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 a way to support us. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, we just launched a buymeacoffee.com site. So if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash big daddies, you can support us by either becoming a subscriber uh, for, for some prizes, check them out, or just, you know, buy us a coffee. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of an awesome way to interact with us. So go and check that out. Yes. And as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ryan. And we will see you all next Monday. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>